Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Luke, Gary, and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast. Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. Hi, it's Luke here from the Custard TV Podcast. If you've been listening to our recent podcast, you know we've been raving about BBC Three's new sitcom, This Country. It uses the mockumentary style that we've become over-familiar with in comedy over the last few years, but it uses it to great effect, uh, following the lives of two characters in a village in the UK. Um, I recently had the opportunity to speak to the writers of this country, Daisy and Charlie, their siblings. They not only wrote the show, they star in it as well as the two main characters, Kerry and Curtin. We had a great time chatting to them. Have a listen. Can you tell us uh, the period? Sort of how did this come about? Um, well, we started. I was at a, a drama school um, in London, and I was just really homesick. So Charlie actually, funnily enough, got kicked out of Exeter University and came to live with me. Perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. And we we sort of started writing a few bits, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was going up for auditions and I just wasn't getting anything. It was really depressing that we just thought, do you know what? Why don't we just just write it? <laughs> I suppose. But it feels very ad-libbed. I mean, how much of it is stuck to the script and written down? Because it feels so genuine and so like you're thinking of it as you're watching in a way. Yeah, a lot of it's um, I've lived. I think we did, because that was the beauty of doing a mockumentary. I think so many times we just let the camera keep rolling and then um, just carry on the scenes. Because once you've got the characters, you can do anything you want, really. Oven Space, it, which is the episode that will be out tomorrow. <laughs> of that. It's, that's, I think that's probably, I don't know, that's, that's more than half is yeah, probably Yeah, it's being, I think, yeah. Um, but yeah, like to do it, it's just so much fun. Like that freedom to be able to go, you know, away from the script and just and it makes it so fresh as well. Yeah, it? the mockumentary thing came in, you know, not long before we started writing properly. It was our producer Simon Mehuachi who thought that would probably be the best sort of route because we wanted the show to be really authentic and feel really real. Um, and what excited us was the prospect of people watching it and thinking, "God, is this real?" Like not being able to tell. I think the best way of doing that is, you know, doing a mockumentary. I mean, I know it's been done almost to death death recently, (laughs) but I thought our angle was that 
you know, it's become mockumentaries now have become a starlet in their self, in itself. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? Where it's become quite sterile and it's not believable. But I thought, you know, we had this potential to do something that was just really raw. And we were actually inspired by a documentary called The Family, which you can see on YouTube. It's from 1974, but it's like a oh. it's like the first reality show, really, like documentary about a family in Reading who lived in this accounts estate and it was just so good. It was so rough. It was before like, you know, documentaries now have become so slick. And so no, it was like, that was main, our main inspiration to and do also, something that was just, just so authentic and so rough. And, you know, it, the camera doesn't always catch every joke, but we thought fuck, it doesn't matter. Let's just make it, you know, as real as possible. It's also great for getting exposition out really quickly because you can just mm. tell the audience to the camera exactly what you want them to know rather than setting it up in script. Saying, oh, I'm going to go see my cousin now. And then you get, you know, that that is, we just wanted to get straight to the funnies, really. So that really helped us. So this is my cousin, Curtin. But not only is he my cousin, he's my best mate as well because he's the only person I can share boxes of celebrations with. Tell him why. Because I love the bounties, but I won't touch anything else. She cannot stand the bounties, but mm. she'll eat the rest of them. So nothing goes to waste. So you literally just come in my house, won't you? And yeah. just hoover up all the bounties. That's what I do, yeah. I like the underdog. I, I've got to thank you as well, because I've not thought about a fuse bar since about 1995. <laughs> All the queens knows. <laughs> Brilliant, weren't they? <laughs> they were, I, I used to have them all the time, and then it was like you said that line about he wrote to Cabridge, and something went off in my brain. <laughs> can, we, can we get a petition going? Get I, know, yeah. I don't know. I it, bring back the fuse bar, I think. <laughs> it gets very much too obsessive with things like... Last week, he was obsessed with finding out what happened to the cast of The Queen's Nose. It's like an old kids' programme that was on TV. And a lot of them are still acting, actually. And then he got obsessed with the, um, the fuse bar. He had to write a letter to Cadbury's asking what happened to the fuse bar. And they wrote back saying the sales weren't great. But thank you so much for taking the time to write in. How <laughs> difficult is it working... Uh, with a sibling on something as well, because my sister and I would not be able to stay in the same room for long enough to write. Um, well, it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. We have to. Our mum has to split up a lot of our arguments. Actually, still. Yeah. And does so, your mum shout from yeah, another room? Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Uh, yeah, we have like we our do moments. Have tiffs. But um, when you're working together, you've got to learn how to. Um, get over the arguments as quickly as possible. Otherwise, you can go like a week or two without talking and then you've got deadlines and you're like, oh, God, we've got to sort this out now. Yeah. And also, uh, Oven Space was actually based on a real fight that we actually had over Oven Space. <laughs> we were <laughs> punching around the kitchen. I think Charlie grabbed my hair and smacked my head <laughs> in the cupboard. Did the pizza end up burning <laughs> in, in that situation as well <laughs> so it actually it's not clever comedy it's just autobiographical or <laughs> we have I thought you were little up. geniuses and you turned out you're just writing <laughs> just writing I like <laughs> was based wasn't it on a friend of yours at, yeah. at, at our primary school that we couldn't find who used to get picked up <laughs> the land over full of deaf, his deaf siblings <laughs> Um, really deaf siblings. Yeah. But um, yeah. So the, but we couldn't find them on Facebook. 
anywhere. So we actually, you know, so that was based on real life. Everything pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. Apart it's... from setting fire to scarecrows, I think. Well, Any plumbing? Anyone's house? Yes, we got, my, we we lived... got plumbed and my dad really? absolutely mental, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> me and my dad used to chase these kids down the street. But the thing is, he didn't realise... Because the only reason why they kept doing it, they did it like every day. I said, if you don't chase them, then they won't plumb because they love the idea of being chased. You know, they go, oh, should we go and annoy that, you know, old I bloke? Didn't have a massive tree in our front garden, which is <laughs> the ammo was growing in our garden. I can't believe it. All over this, plumbing on here, plumbing on that, plumb the sofa. Look. There's nothing left that hasn't been plumbed. Oh, my gosh. I knew this would happen. Can you see what it's like to be me now? I've had a target on my back since the day I was born. So did you guys grow up in a village like this as well? Was this sort of based on your childhood? Um, or? It's the, the village we filmed in is just down the road from where we're from. We grew up in a place called Sirencester, which is like mm. a really small town. Um, but it's like, it, you know, it's... I think not... I went there on a school trip once. Oh, did you? Oh, did you? Yeah. Have they got like a lot of Roman stuff? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why, yeah. Did you yeah, go to the Crinium Museum? Possibly. This, this is going back a while now. I remember oh going God, there on a school trip. That's I'm so happy that you actually came to that. <laughs> it was a set visit. <laughs> How long did it all take to film? How long did you film for? How did you find that process? I was it what, well. We had three weeks. Three weeks. We? So six oh, days. Three weeks. Six days. Wow. Six days. Yeah. Six day weeks. Three. <laughs> I'm so confused. Were you keep your six day All weeks. All right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was really intense. Yeah, and we had quite a tight budget, so it was. Um, you know, we had, the crew was quite small, and and that's why we ended up having to do the oven space episode, an, uh, an episode that was that was shot over two days. So an episode that was just contained to one room. So it was quite cheap to yeah. do. But but yeah, it went smoothly considering, didn't it? We talked about the fact that you got homesick and it inspired it. But how did you get it from your minds into the hands of somebody who could actually get it on the TV? This is going back like six. It's taken us about six years. To five, get to yeah, five, six years. Yeah. And we well, there were I... long episodes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was really frustrated because I wasn't I my I, I wasn't getting any sort of like I said any audition so one day I just sat down and I thought right what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna send this script and a couple of YouTube videos that I, I'd done to just a load of production companies I think I sent it like in a massive email to about 100 production companies and then got a um a message back about going for a meeting and we didn't actually go with them but it was from that that we got a literary agent because we had interest and Mm. and it sort of went from there we actually did do a pilot with ITV many years ago two years two years ago and it was nothing like what we had set out we had there was a lot of people was that called Kerry originally? That was called Kerry, yeah. yeah. And, that, and Charlie wasn't even in it at that point. But I think we 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 were given yeah a load of money to do this TV pilot for ITV, and they just turned around and because uh, it was so bad and so awful. 
they turned around they just said are you, are you taking the piss basically are you kidding and we got dropped by them so I remember writing an email to Shane Allen who's a head of comedy at the BBC and said that please can you just give us a chance to give us some direction just have a chat with us I will I said I, I will stand outside like the kid from Karate Kids waiting <laughs> you're outside until you speak to me and I literally was I bought a karate outfit and everything yeah. did he get you to wax his office and things like that and it when he actually um had a look at the short video taster clip that we did and said to come in and then we from then on we got the series which is really good but I just say to anybody like who, who wants to write comedy or whatever just just get out there and send stuff off and don't be intimidated by, you know, having to have a literary agent or any of that, any of that stuff. Just, just go for it. Over there, we saw Lawrence Well and Bowen once and once in the shop and once up Burley Hill riding this bike, didn't we? And in the co-op. Yeah. Because I was walking in the co-op and he was coming out and I said, after you, and he said, no, after you. He's so humble. So humble. And I asked him, I said to him, when do we get to see you back on our screens? Because it's such a, it's a crying shame. We just not. I don't get to see you as often. And he just shrugged. He just shrugged by that. Such a shame. We had a lot of creative freedom and stuff. We had a, such a good team. The director Tom George was amazing, and our producer Simon Mayhew Archer. Yeah. And uh, no, we just made a really good team, and we all had you know similar ideas about what we wanted. So it was so easy in that respect, and. Um, yeah, we were involved in the cast. We were sat in the castings, which was good fun. We were given so much. People um, like, and sorry, can I just say, and um, yeah, rude, but whatever. Um, <laughs> well, you're interrupting. Yeah. To... <laughs> it's like the seventh episode it, it, we it, haven't it, seen it, yet. <laughs> you go on too much. Go on then. Uh, what was I saying? No, Slugs. The character Michael Slugs, who plays Slugs, is. Yeah. A friend of ours, basically. Um, so we were really lucky to be able to have the opportunity to have him in. You know, our producer sort of trusted us with stuff like that. And talking of the look of the series as well, uh, whose decision was it to have Carrie just in like football tops the entire time? And um, sort of... <laughs> yeah, well, it was based. The character Carrie is based on a girl from our town. So, and she was someone who always wore this Swindon shirt whenever mm. I saw her. <laughs> And it was the same one as well for years. I like the four four two one. I thought that was quite. Pretty. Yeah, I don't think four four two exists in magazine. No, I don't. Um, and then, so yeah, I mean that was and that was the reason why. So um, we thought, yeah, keep and I think having the Swindon places you where in the country it is so mm. sort of helps with that really. The references are fantastic in there. Were you yeah. ever worried that maybe the BBC Three audience was too young to get some of the references? Pogs. I mean, for, for Matt, I mean, the Pogs reference, just you posting a Pog through a letterbox in the middle of a field was the highlight of my morning this morning. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we, I, I think when we watch shows and there's a reference and, you know, you get it, and it, the more obscure it is, the more yeah. you, you're, the more so, you you're so happy and you're like, oh, I love that. I love that they mentioned that. Even if you don't understand the reference... You, you still you, laugh at it. Because it's... Even though you're not included in the yeah, joke, know, is that weird? Yeah. I don't know. I what think we feedback just... have you had from from friends and family as well, who obviously know this village life that you're affectionately taking off. How, how have they felt about? Well, our mum said, you... "Get a proper job." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no, it's but, been um, really good. It's been really positive. Been I think. Um, oh, but there has been some people that have said that you look like Garrett from The Office. We did try and address that annoyingly in well, I where can't... I say that as as Kerry. Or I say to Kurt, you look like Gareth from the office. But unfortunately, it was taken out. But the thing is, we can't really help the way Charlie looks. <laughs> <laughs> you should have cast somebody different yeah. if that was going to be a problem. his hair or something, maybe. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, feel like he wanted him to have curtains because he's called yeah. curtains. Yeah. But I suppose half the budget we can get, we spend on plastic surgery. Uh, at that stage, it would have been cheaper to get Mackenzie Crook in, I think. If you were yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, definitely. I think that would Done be great. Done a better job. <laughs> <laughs> but how, you know, how did you find writing and performing in your first thing for telly? Were you professional? Did, were there a lot of laughs on set? How did you sort of get to grips with the way it all worked to the end? Well, we had three weeks of film and then we had, um, so all the crew and the cast stayed in the Cotswolds for three weeks. So they were put up in this um, caravan park, which is great because I think when everyone's away from home, away from London, it creates a better atmosphere. It was like being you know? in a school, on it, a school trip. It was, it? yeah. And everyone was like, got Absolutely on so well. brilliant. It was um, great. It was like being back at, at school again. It was so much fun. And everybody, like, was just great, weren't they? Yeah, and I think, really? for, like, we hadn't, we don't really know what to expect. Obviously, we hadn't, hadn't done it before. But it just, I don't know, it's just the atmosphere. So it just made it easier for everyone, really. I think at the beginning, our biggest problem was, like, we were too big with the characters. And our, our director and producer kept saying, look, you've just got to bring it down. It's got to be more natural. Because you don't realise how how big things look anyway on TV. And I suppose well, I hadn't done that much TV work. I'd done more theatre stuff. So mm. it, it's like a, it's sort of a tendency to go too big when mm. you just need to be quite small. Did Funny. you enjoy the mockumentary style? Uh, and how easy was it to sort of let yourself go into that mode of chatting well, to the camera when normally you're supposed to not be aware of it being there sort of thing? It was quite easy, wasn't it? I I think that our first rule was, you know, don't play for the laughs. Don't try and be funny. Just play for the realism. And I think as soon as you have that rule, then everything's sort of like you're not trying too hard and it doesn't come across, hopefully. Um, Yeah, that was really funny because as soon as you try and be funny in a mockumentary, for some reason, I don't know why, it doesn't work. And a lot of the stuff that we had written didn't get didn't get used because what once it's on screen it just it becomes too sort of farcical um so that's why i suppose that we used a lot of the improv stuff what feedback have you had from bbc3 in terms of because we don't really because in the old days you used to be able to look at overnight ratings and things like that and of course bbc3 doesn't have that now with predominantly being online have you had good feedback from them do we know if we're getting a second visit to the country at all um well, the the feedback so far from the channel's been great. Um, not sure about the second series yet. We should find out um, in the net. I don't know in the next month, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and if that all falls through, then... my mate knows someone who works at Waitrose who could get us a job. <laughs> You've still got your Karate Kid outfit as well. And outside Waitrose, someone gives me a job. We we'll go channel hopping. Dave Javu needs some. Dave Javu. Yeah. <laughs> what were your favourite comedies 
growing up, what do you love on on TV, comedy wise, or just in general, what do you love on TV? Um, what do we love? I think we were mostly love. I mean, The Simpsons. I think oh, yes. growing up, I think for anybody our age, I used to come back home and just. Uh, sort of after school, we'd wait till six o'clock and it'd be on Sky One or Channel Four, and we just yeah. used to kill ourselves laughing at that. Yeah, didn't we? Um, we Royal Family yeah. was so like we loved it younger. Um, day to day, we used to love Alan Partridge. Yeah, more like Kirby Enthusiasm recently. I've just like got into that. I can't believe I haven't got into it sooner. It's just amazing. As far as the um, supporting cast as well, the guy who plays. The vicar is just superb. And he is so lovely. He's just the loveliest guy. I mean, I didn't even know that he actually was um, in Notting Hill. You guys see Notting Hill? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, no. What did he? Who did he play? Was he the? He wasn't the restaurant the, the rest too, was he? scene. Yeah, he he's played in the like a really oh, okay. But we, he was just the nicest. Like he's even nicer than the vicar in. in <laughs> and the vicar puts up with a lot. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, I've known Kerry and Curtin on and off for um, twelve years now. Um, I think they're they're great kids, really. I do think they sometimes resort to a lot of effing and jeffing, and, and um, that's something we've been working on actively a lot especially the last couple of years um and i feel like they've made great strides forward i mean last week i i think i don't think they used the f word once we had the c word a couple of times but i mean that really is an improvement on what had gone before do you think i mean this could be a really poncy tv critic way of saying something but do you think it could on the face of it look like you're sort of taking these villages off, but really, it's kind of more poignant than that. You're sort of you're happy where you are and stuck where you are, and you 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 like the village life, even though you're sort of mocking it in in sort of an affectionate way as well. Yeah, we wanted to do a sh- we wanted to like show these characters in a good light. Like we wanted to be warmth, you know, on the face of it, there is you know, the sort of people you might avoid, but. But it all comes from love, doesn't it? Yeah, like, they've got good intentions and um, they're just slightly misguided, but I think they're good people. But I think as long as, you know, people warm to them, that's great. They're just slightly heightened versions of ourselves anyway. I mean, we we were lucky enough, we previewed all six on uh, a preview site we have, and we just absolutely loved it. So it's been a a pleasure to talk to you and we're really happy we can get the word out a bit more about the show. And uh, we look, we hope we get more because I'd hate to be walking around Asda and bump into you. It'd be really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. We're massive fans of you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So yes, all five episodes of this country are available now on BBC iPlayer with episode six going up very soon. Check them all out. It is really one of my favourite comedies in, in, in recent memory. And I want more people to be shouting about how brilliant it is. This country from BBC Three. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. 
That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday.